When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Rumor League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rowland. today's episode, I'll talk about the second week of 2022 training camp for the Washington Commanders. The first preseason game is finally here, as the Commanders take on the Panthers this Saturday. Take a look at what to watch for in week one of the preseason. I think it will be a time for lesser-known guys to hopefully make an impact, to make their mark on the team, and hopefully for a spot for them in the Final 53. A lot to preview, so here we go. And first of all, in training camp so far, it seems like there's obviously been a lot more injuries. Bug, especially to the tight end position, a lot of guys have gone down. Cole Turner went down with a hamstring. Um, obviously, already John Bates had a lower leg injury. Obviously, you know, Logan Thomas has been out. Obviously, been on the pup with the torn ACL. Don't know when he's coming back. So, really, it's been a lot of, you know, less bodies for Carson to throw with and grow with. Uh, Curtis Hyde has been getting more of those reps, one of the undrafted free agents. Um, you know, I think he's going to be a guy to look out for. Um, uh, at least get him some reps in the preseason game, see if he can make the roster as a fourth tight end, especially if Logan starts season on the pup. Um, so that's obviously been, you know, pretty pretty big other injuries like Trey Turner has been out for I think at least a week, ten days, and Ron is gonna be out another ten days. A little concerned about that just because you know so he's gonna be starting right guard. You want to see him get a little more um, familiarity with Sam Cosme to his right side and really at center. Obviously really he's not getting a full workload either um, coming back from his broken leg. But uh you know, it would be nice to have him back. Obviously, there's been some Knicks bruises everywhere. Obviously, you know the Curtis Samuel's plan. Curtis Samuel plan, um, whether it's you know two days on, one day off. You know, doesn't do some days of team practice as individual workouts. You know, at this point, you're gonna just have to trust Ron and the organization that they're doing the best they can for Curtis. So they think it's the best thing in the training staff for Curtis to be available in week one. Um, that's all you really want to see. Curtis is someone that's gonna be a dynamic player for this offense, and I want to see him get the ball. In a you know myriad of ways, I've said it multiple times. You know, in the slot, out of the backfield, on the outside, playing the X or Y, Z, he can play all three of those positions. So it's going to be nice to have him back and fully healthy because this team really needs that added element to this offense to help you know take this offense to another level. As long as Carson plays well, he has plenty of weapons, and that's you know Curtis Terry, uh, Jahan Dotson, who's an absolute looks like stud for you know everyone's talking about going back from the OTAs to the mini camp. So. Really excited to see him and obviously Logan Thomas, Tony Gibson, Brian Osmond Jr., Deami Brown, Camp Sam. The list goes on. So Carson has a lot of you know weapons to work with. So uh, again, injury wise, hopefully Curtis is you know going to be okay on the on the plan that he's on. Um, it looks like Dax Millen's looking good. I think he's going to probably be the punt returner and kick returner, or at least the punt returner. That's what he did at BYU. Um, he's going to, I think, pretty much be the backup slot for Curtis or Jahan. Looks like Curtis and Jahan are probably going to split those reps in the slot, and the other guy's going to be in the outside when the other's in the slot. Um, Millen's a guy that had a really nice career at BYU. He said last year he started his career as a walk-on at BYU, and it was the second to last pick of the draft back in, seven, back in 2021. Um, and he had some, you know, a couple nice plays last year. He's a really good route runner, good hands. Had a really good rapport with Zach Wilson at BYU. Um, that rapport's gone based on those offseason, you know, things they had with. But that's besides the point. But anyways, Dex Millen's a guy that I think is definitely going to make the roster probably as that sixth receiver. I think five spots are spoken for, obviously, with Terry, Curtis, Jahan, Cam Sims, Yami Brown. Then you have Dex Millen, Alex Harrison, Kelvin Harmon, guys like that um, um, fighting for those last spots, maybe two spots depending on what they do. Um, you know, elsewhere on the roster. So it looks like he's going to be a nice option um, just for depth in that receiver room. 
Um, team also signed linebacker Nathan Gary, um, former Eagles linebacker, played for the Broncos last year. He's a guy that can cover well and is at least adequate in the run game, not the best against the run. Um, my biggest memory of him is when Terry ran away from him his rookie year on a slant, um, took it to the house 75 yards, and Gary obviously couldn't catch up with a guy like Terry. So um, um, he's had some familiarity coming playing in the NFC East, so that maybe that will help his adjustment, you know, coming to Washington. No guarantee he makes the roster, but um, obviously linebacker was a position that's uh, been down numbers wise all off season and who's gonna you know really be those five five or six guys obviously Jamin Davis Cole Holcomb are you know gonna be top two guys more than likely and then you have David Mayo Kilike Hudson you know probably making the roster that's four then you got Nathan Gary um you know maybe fighting for that fifth or sixth spot if they keep six linebackers so that's someone they need to bring in they meeting another body it makes sense um so you know it, it was good to bring a guy like that in last week Seemed like Terry McLaurin had a better week two. Not that he had a poor week one, but it was kind of quiet. Week two seemed like he was building a stronger rapport with Carson. That's what you want to see. You know, Carson's going to be the guy here for at least this year and hopefully going forward, at least that's what the team plans. And Terry's the best receiver this team has had so for years. So, um, you know, Terry's a guy that's obviously a number one receiver. Um, I've, I think I've shown my affinity for him on this podcast, so I'm really happy to see him, you know, have a little more reps, a little more um, continuity with Carson. That was going to come. Obviously, he didn't play with him in the uh, mini camps and OTAs at, when Terry was waiting for his contract. So it's going to be a little bit to build that um, chemistry, you know, going from preseason, you know, hopefully putting up to the regular season. I'm really it's a little thing, but it was funny hearing you know, Montez, you know, chasing after Carson Wentz and telling him to get rid of it as he was running him down for it would have been a sack, and Carson didn't get rid of it. It seemed like he ran out of bounds. So uh, little things like that, you know, make me laugh. I think it shows the way Montez has become more of a leader and been more, um, I guess more of a cerebral football player was another story. I think they said that, you know, he, he um, critiquing more um, going against tight ends. He's not really, you know, talking trash. He's telling them what they could do to get better. And that's a really good sign of a leader. And I think that's why Montez is really here to stay. And I really hope they give him an extension sooner rather than later because I think he's going to have a breakout year here in 2022 when his price is only going to go up from here. Um, so obviously, Tez is a guy that I'm really excited for and really excited for him and Chase once they're both back and, you know, getting ready to go. But I think Montez is going to have a really good start to the year. He, the team's going to need it with Chase out. Um, he's going to have more attention with guys only like James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill on the other side of him. But um, really excited to see what Montez does in 2022. Um, I'm sad to see David Mayo's taking reps over Jamin Davis in the base front at starting linebacker opposite Cole Holcomb. You know, that's not what you want to see when David Mayo, a linebacker who's been a journeyman throughout his career, taking reps over your second-year player who was a first-round pick. I've said it before, Davis has been has all the athletic talent in the world, athletic ability. Um, he's going to be a good linebacker if he can put it together all the complete you know package together if he doesn't then it's going to be a horrible first round pick and a bus and one of the worst ones the last couple years for washington probably going back to josh Doxon in 2016 so i think it's not the end of the world that he's losing rest to david mayo but it's obviously not a good sign either um i really thought davis sticking to the outside would be really good for him because he'd be less thinking and kind of play like the way he did in kentucky where he can just react um Maybe he can, and uh, Ron has talked, you know, in a, him in a positive light here after practice these last, you know, week or two. But again, when you hear David Mills getting reps over him, that's not what you want to hear. And Davis been working with the twos more recently as well. So, um, you got to hope that changes. Um, it's disappointing to have your second year first round pick playing with the backups and training camp. It's obviously not a good track for development, but you know, I, I'm still high on Jamin at least from his pure athletic and physical ability. But it is a little concerning that he's struggling to just get consistent starting reps in practice. Um, so naturally, that leads to the big news in the NFL today with Roquan Smith, or this week, excuse me, 
requesting trade from Chicago. Roquan Smith is a top five linebacker. Obviously, he's trying to get played like a top five linebacker, and that's you know makes sense. He's going into his last year of his fifth year, well, his fifth year contract deal, where the Chicago picked it up. Twenty five years old, always have had um, uh, at least hundred tackles every year. Um, I think he's only missed three games his whole career, so he's you know dependable. Um, He's good ball skills for a linebacker. He's a good pass rusher. He had five sacks as a rookie. Um, he's a complete package linebacker. I've always liked Roquan. He was a top ten pick for a reason. Um, and and me, bottom line, he's a stud. Chicago, if they trade him, is going to have um, to get good value back because obviously he's a really good player. Probably their best player outside of Robert Quinn. And you could argue he is better than Robert Quinn. Obviously, they play different positions, so they could be looking for first round pick. They could be looking for a second and a player, or a third and a player. So Washington obviously would have to pony up a good amount and not on top of the conversation would have to give him an extension. And this team already is up against the cap. Not well, they were this offseason, they'll have more cap space going into next year, but they're already trying to play David Duran Payne. Um, like I said, Montez Sweat. Um, so I mean they're already trying to pay their own guys, so I don't know how feasible it would be. Maybe you put Duran Payne in that trade back to Chicago. Chicago has a pretty weak um, interior defensive line. Um, so maybe that's something you could work with and maybe still give a pick. Um, or you throw in Jamin Davis and a second-round pick or something. But obviously, they probably won't have a second-round pick that's going to go to Indianapolis for Carson if he has the playing time incentive. So they're not going to have a second or a third. Just don't know which one it's going to be yet for next year. Um, you could maybe – I mean, I could be talked into giving him a first for Roquan. I know linebacker isn't as important position as it has once looked as. And obviously, Washington doesn't value it as much as it – you think they would having two linebackers of the defense and Ronda Bear and Jack Del Rio, but because they're just basically selling on Cole Holcomb playing the the mic and they seem like they're cool with it, so maybe they won't even look at a guy like Roquan because they haven't put as much emphasis at linebacker. But Carolina's best defense were when Luke Keekley was leading the way, so Roquan Smith is the closest thing to Luke Keekley that Ron Rivera could get his hands on in D.C., so maybe he does make a play for him. Um, who knows? But, again, I, the moral of the story is that, really, it's going to cost them, whether it's draft pick conversation, player conversation, and then, of course, having to give him an extension because, obviously, you're not trading for a guy like that and giving him that conversation if you're not going to give him a contract extension. Moving on to the Carolina game, obviously, it looks like starters going to get about 15 to 20 reps from basically what Ron is saying. Carson's going to get those reps. I think it's great. I'm really happy to see him, you know, get as much playing time as possible to build that rapport already with, like I said, mentioned earlier, with Terry. He's always seems like he already has a good rapport with Johan Dotson. Get Curtis Samuels rep. Curtis Samuels going to play. That's great to see. Um, but really, it's going to be nice to see Carson out there, the first defense out there. Really, just from a fan perspective, and it's cool to see, you know, your starting players out there. But for a obviously evaluation standpoint, this would be a good test. If they have a really good, you know, one or two series. Maybe it's all they play this whole preseason. If they don't play well, maybe they're still going to play a series or two in week two or something. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a hopefully a good test. Carolina has some good um, good players on defense. Jeremy Chin, Derek Brown, um, Shaq Thompson, J.C. Horn's an upcoming corner. Obviously, I don't know how many starter reps those guys are going to get, but if they do play, the Washington's going to have at least some talent to go against. Um, but, you know, obviously you want to see those guys come out healthy, you know, have a good showing. A touchdown drive would be great. Um, you know, so that, that, that would be awesome to see. And, you know, great to see from um, a coach perspective. And, you know, really just excited to see them back out there. And I think it's going to be cool to see the commanders' first time those uniforms are out. I think they look pretty cool in practice. But obviously that's not the most important thing. But 
the first time for fans to get their eyes adjusted to what this new organization um, is now. I'm looking at guys like Jared Patterson and Dax Mill, Curtis Hyde, some of those guys on offense that are lower in the depth chart get some more reps. They're going to probably play, obviously, at least most of the second half. Patterson had a really good preseason last year. He's fighting for a roster spot. Maybe they don't keep four running backs this year. Obviously, three are basically spoken for with Gibson, Byron Robinson Jr., and uh, J.D. McKissick. Patterson can return a kick suit that might, might help him. Dax Mill, like I mentioned earlier, get a nice see him getting some reps in the slot. Curtis Hodges has been playing a lot of tight end reps in practice. See what he does in live game action. I'm so excited to see that. And you have Jamin Davis, who I've already mentioned. This, I'm sure he's going to play maybe most of the first half if he's not getting a lot of starter reps in practice. You got want to see him flash on tape because if you know if he's not doing well against the twos, you're gonna have much confidence going against him in the ones once the regular season starts. I want to see how St. Juice, Benjamin St. Juice, does in the slot. He's basically playing it all off season, and it seemed that you know all all practice reports seem like he's doing it well, and that's all you can really ask for for a guy that has really played that position. Um, I want to see Derek Forrest in that Buffalo nickel role. I'm the former. Um, Cincinnati safety, um, a former fifth round pick back in 2021. I think he can play the Buffalo nickel role. I want to see what he does in game action. Then you have guys off the edge like Shaka Twenty, William Bradley King, see if they can get some reps, see what they can provide um, when they're filling in for Chase Young. And also Jeremy Reeves. I think a lot of fans can see, have seen what he's done. Um, he's a solid backup safety, but he hasn't really ever made the roster right out of the preseason and into the training camp. So at the end of training camp, so hopefully he'd see what he can finally do and show them that he can make the roster on opening day. Um, he's, a, he's a really true back, uh, free safety, and he's a good backup one at that. Um, excited to see the rookies. Jahan Dotson, I think obviously everyone's excited about him. He's had a great, great offseason. Want to see what he does, um, you know, w- with you know live action going against a different team because obviously like he's having no trouble getting open against guys like St. Jude's, William Jackson, and Kendall Fuller. Uh, Fighter Mathis is another one. I'm sure he's going to play most of the first half. I'm happy to see him um, rush up at the middle. He's not going to be the most effective pass rusher, but he's going to be good against the run. Brian Robinson Jr. should get some carries, maybe get some goal line work, see what he does. Um, in between the tackles, that's going to be where his calling card or bread and butter is going to be. That's kind of what his call, uh, calling card was at Alabama. Excited to see Percy Butler at safety. I think again, I think he's more of a true free safety, but he might be more some reps at Buffalo Nickel to see if he gets some more reps from day one and maybe even some starter reps eventually. So I'm excited to see Percy Butler see that speed on display. Sam Howell looks like he's going to play probably most of the fourth quarter. Let's see if he can get a two minute drill. That'd be great to see. Um, you know, the former you know UNC standout, um, and you know I think he's going to be a guy that eventually going to be the backup quarterback here in Washington, taking over for Heineke probably in 2023. And then obviously I would like to see Cole Turner, but it doesn't look like he's going to play um, with his hamstring injury. If he does, it's great. I don't know for sure yet at this point. But um, I, I'm really excited to see him because he's had a really nice camp as well. They have seven rounders like Chris Paul, Christian Holmes. Christian Holmes is a guy that could probably definitely make this roster that fifth or sixth corner, but I'm going to keep. So I'm like, excited to see him too just because he had a nice career at Oklahoma State. He has good length. And this team does need some good cornerback depth. They don't really have any. So if Christian Holmes can at least provide that or show that he can be a capable back of the – Broom cornerback would be huge for this um, defense. Well, that concludes the Roman League episode. About two weeks of camper are in the books, and we're finally going to see some real life football this week. You know, hopefully, some young guys make some plays, and most importantly, they come out of the game healthy. I'll be back next week talking about any training camp developments and looking back at the Panthers game. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at Roman League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.